This is Hearts of Oak Podcast. Free speech, religious disagreement, children's rights, and open and free discussion on any topic are bedrock to a democratic free society, and we seek to promote and champion these basic rights. Join us. Let's keep the conversation going. Dr. Neil McRae, thank you so much, and sorry for keeping you waiting in the green room. <laughs> You're well, live now. Well. <laughs> So it's quite comfortable in here. <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry. Well, lots, of, um, lots of right-wing books to read in this study. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry that I didn't supply you tea and coffee and drinks, but uh, one day we'll have a proper green room uh, to do that. Can I just, there was one comment on the side. Um, Shelley Marlowe said, I think she said, uh-oh, Robert Malone. Um, I just weird because I've seen people talk about uh, controlled opposition. If that's a controlled opposition was, I want it. The guy is absolutely genuine. Talk to him and his wife, what they're doing, all the work they've done. Um, they are, they were probably pretty the most genuine people um, that uh, I've met in some of my travels. Um, they were hospitable. They opened up their house to me. They told me to stay as long as I wanted. And just a, a wonderful couple. So um, don't believe the lies that... Um, only some of us are pure and the rest are all, uh, there may be people in this for other reasons, but I think Robert Malone is not one of those. He is absolutely genuine. Anyway, we have enough stories and my sincere apologies for taking so much of, of Neil's time. You can, of course, find Neil on Gab. Uh, that is, and we've taken most of the stories from his Gab account tonight. Oh, that said, let's jump in with our first story. And it is... It is, oh, wow, oh, this, it is Hit Not Hope have got a wonderful report. I love Hit Not Hope's reports, their annual report on the state of hit, rhetoric, racism, and resentment. And it is an absolute honor for us here at Hearts of Oak to be in that. I, I thank Hit Not Hope so much for mentioning us and for showing us the things we're doing well and not doing well. And, uh, we will get a full page spread next time. That is our goal, a full page spread in Hit Not Hope. But Nate, tell us about this, because this obviously tries to target those of us sensible ones, uh, supposedly on the right. Um, and so many people mentioned are absolutely fantastic people. Some of them are uh, seem to be kind of some Nazis. It's a whole mix, really is. Um, but yeah, t- tell us about, Hit not hope or, or this report or kind of what they highlight. Yeah, well, well I think you could take two approaches to this uh, hate not hope. Um, sorry, it's the other way around, isn't it? Hope not hate <laughs> report. Uh, I always get it the, mixed up. <laughs> yeah, well, of course, it is all about hate, really. Yeah. These are the most hateful people, the most intolerant, woke Puritans. And I think that, 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 you know, the first approach that you can take is just to find it all very amusing uh, and to see it as a badge of honour. I mean, I saw that uh, in the gallery of far-right extremists, there was a a, a rather uh, fetching picture of yourself, Peter. I I don't know about fetching, but yes. Yeah, some other uh, outlets. In fact, most of the outlets I write for (laughs) were in this um, uh, Hate Not Hope report, including the conservative woman. Yeah. Um, I mean, Unity News Network, you you know, none of this, of course, is justifiable, but you can understand, you know, uh, 
some of the w websites are a bit more forthright, but conservative women are much more careful what they say. But also in amongst them was Richard Tice uh, <laughs> of the Reform Party. Uh, and so just as you said a few moments ago, Peter, there, there is such a, a crazy mix of, of people of, of all um, anywhere to the right of the, of the, the spectrum. Um, and, and I think what the intention is here is to, by associating Richard Tice with, you know, some real kind of uh, far-right extremists, because there are far-right extremists in that report. Um, I think the intention is to um, warn people like Richard Tice, GB News, mm. and Nigel Farage, that, and in, and in fact, anyone who follows Richard Tice, Reform Party, Nigel Farage, and so on, that they are dabbling in, they're on a slippery slope, really, to um, uh, far-right extremism. But I, I think the second approach is that, and, and, I, and I guess that what I, what, what I would uh, recommend is, is a combination of two. The first is to yeah yeah to you know extract some humour uh, from it and uh, you know to be quite 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 pleased that you've got this free publicity. But the the, the second approach is that th this is actually a dangerous organisation. Yeah. You know yeah. th they're well funded yeah. by the establishment. This report will be sitting on every MP's desk. And it it will have an impact. Now, uh, obviously, people in that report will have been well used to being cancelled over the last three years or more mm -hmm. uh, on, on social media and other outlets. Um, but 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 that is just a thin end of the wedge. Um, that the the disinformation industry is really ramping up. And the hate industry is really ramping up. And, and, you know, we see these bills going through Parliament. There's going to be a lot more clamping down yeah. on people who are in that report. No, oh, completely. Well, let's go to another uh, hateful figure, and that is Mr Lineker. Hmm. Uh, and here he is. Uh, Pro Jam, can you just scroll down so we get uh, we get the full... Um, Yep, so scroll down, scroll down, down, down. Yes, revolt for Lineker. Um, and I don't know if those, yeah, just ahead, I don't know if those of you will be watching much today. I won't because Liverpool lost one nil, so I'll certainly not be watching them. But um, they've they've all walked out. But it's, it's him uh, comparing what the UK government are doing to the Nazis. Uh, and this is on immigration. Uh, what are your, I guess you've no love lost for Mr. Gary Lineker, Neil. Well, if you are a fan of Match of the Day on Saturday evenings, I, I think you'll be going without tonight. I think they've cancelled it, haven't they? Something and, like you know, this is Lineker and Chums holding the viewing public to ransom with their uh, p political uh, uh, ideology. Uh, I saw um, Ian Wright, uh, you know, uh, defending Gary Lineker when he he actually praised the sacking of um, um, some other 
uh, pundits from Match of the Day, he said nothing about Matt Letizier. Yeah. When, yeah. when Matt Letizier was, you know, uh, shown the door uh, because of his comments about, I think, footballers uh, collapsing after having the vaccine. Uh, so no, nothing, this isn't really about free speech. These people have got no principles at all. If, if they did, they would have been speaking out about all the other people that have been cancelled by the BBC uh, over the years. No, this is simply that they are part of the, that they follow the same narrative uh, as Gary Lineker. They think that um, speaking out in favour of refugees, that, that um, pr that's self-promotion. And um, I, I, I wish... Gary Lineker, when he talks about these people coming across the English Channel as the most vulnerable people in society, I wish that he would consider the vulnerability of girls and young women who live in the proximity of these hotels that are putting up yep. these undocumented male migrants who shouldn't be in the country. And isn't it funny how the likes of Gary Lineker were so uh, anti-Brexit, yep. so pro-EU? These people have fled from the EU. You know, that might be, that's not where they've come from originally, mm. but that is the country that they have been so desperate to escape from, France and the European Union. So it doesn't sound like Gary has got much of a, an opinion of rights and, uh, and compassion in the European Union, does it? Why don't we send them all back to the EU and send Gary Lineker on the same ship? Yeah, because the, the British public is getting more and more resentful of these uh, rich, um, smug, arrogant celebrities. Yeah. Um, cocking a snoop at ordinary people whose lives are genuinely being um, affected in, a, in, in all kinds of adverse ways by these um, migrants um, being, a lot, being dispersed all around the country. Uh, people have had weddings cancelled. Um, hotels have sacked their staff. And these migrants are on the streets and we know what's going on in Britain and Ireland at the moment. We know what's been going on with the abuse of uh, young girls. And that's not necessarily refugees that were doing that. But it was, um, you know, again, perpetrators were the sorts of people that Gary would call call the victims or mm -hmm. the vulnerable people. The, you know, people that actually, actually sexually abuse our daughters. And Gary Lineker calls them vulnerable. No, exactly. Um, yeah. Um, well, now we've paid half a billion to the French to look after it. I'm sure everything will be fixed, but that's a whole other issue which we won't touch on. Projam, can you bring up the next one on China announces China announces lockdown plans for the flu, as Washington Post tells Americans to prepare for the same. And it is this. Let me bring this story here. That is the the Daily Skeptic, which is becoming uh, better and better, and. Uh, Toby Young seems to be becoming more and more red-pilled, which is interesting. But, 
Yeah, um, they're all seemingly getting ready, and Washington Post had the same for Americans. So it seems to be their preparedness for something that's incoming, Neil. Well, of course. I mean, uh, COVID-19 was a trial run, I think, for what's coming next. Um, I I don't fully agree with your uh, comment about Daily Skeptic becoming, uh, (laughs) um, you know, there's that um, podcast that Toby Young does with James Dellingpole called oh, London yes. Calling, and people uh, <laughs> say they're either on Team Toby or Team James. I, I think Toby is a long, long way from uh, uh, Team James. He still believes in the cock-up theory rather than the conspiracy theory yeah. that James uh, <clears throat> believes in. And um, but, 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 but yes, there is some very good, good stuff on 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 Daily Skeptic, and. Uh, it, it, it's it's a brilliant um, uh, library, if you like, of everything that's gone on over yeah. the last three years. If if you want to search for any information about COVID, then Daily Skeptic is is, is such a fantastic uh, resource. But th- this particular piece, um, Washington Post, um, supporting the idea of uh, future lockdowns, and and they're not even saying that this would be for a deadly new pathogen necessarily mm-hmm. it could just be that there's um a bad strain of flu so <laughs> so uh, no, no lessons have been learned but but of course this isn't about learning lessons the the, the washington post and the whole covid-19 regime they knew that lockdowns don't stop an airborne respiratory virus any more than masks um, yeah. are, 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 are a pre- pre- prevention. They, they, they know all this, but it's because uh, lockdowns allow them to take huge strides forward uh, with their uh, project. And, and if you think back to 2020, just how much was done in that short space of time. Uh, for example, 5G aerials put up all around the country during that time when you weren't really allows out for your house yeah no uh, completely completely um let's go to russell brand pro jam can you bring up the next one i once admired russell brand this is weird because i've gone the other way uh i once hated yeah. russell brand i thought he was just a sex crazed junkie uh, i don't know whether he is or not but this is the guardian obviously they once admired Russell Brand, but his grim trajectory shows us where politics is heading. Interesting how I've got opposite thoughts about it. Um, but yeah, he's obviously gained a lot of popularity. Um, uh, I've got kind of some questions around it, but a lot of the stuff he puts out is is bang on the money. What are your thoughts? Well, uh, I, I would say to uh, all viewers that, uh, you know, Usually it be um, like extracting your own teeth, reading um, Guardian comment <laughs> articles. Uh, but this one is so bad that it's good. Uh, believe me, it's well worth a read. And, and, and there's too much to unpack in the time that we've got. But uh, Russell Brand has uh, really uh, gone a long way in, in George Monbiot's perspective, 
from yeah. where he should be. But actually, I think Russell Brand hasn't changed uh, as much as the, the Guardian and George Monbiot have mm. changed. I mean, they've moved ever further away from thinking about what ordinary people want to pushing this uh, totalitarian net zero technocracy. Yeah. And, and Russell Brand is, you know, he speaks to a young audience, people who, who like freedom. That hasn't changed. I think he was always speaking to a fairly sort of liberal. I mean, OK, in the past, he was probably more woke than he is now. And like you, like you say, I, I can watch Russell Brand now when I couldn't really before. Um, but really, George Monbiot's article is just uh, such good fun to read. I mean, everything that's going on in the world that we know is wrong, uh, the, the central digital currency, um, the, the lockdowns, the, the, the COVID vaccines and, and, and denial of the injuries, um, digital surveillance, um, the, the Dutch farmers, all these sorts of things. Uh, according to George Monbiot, they are conspiracy theories that um, Russell Brand um, is dabbling in. So what you see in this article is just one long um, uh, uh, dribble of denial by George Monbiot of what's really going on. And, and George Monbiot is, is, is also saying that he's very worried about the way politics is going. And that's interesting to like so you and me, Peter, mm. isn't it? Because, you know, we've, we wouldn't be human if we didn't get pessimistic about things. But yeah. it's interesting to hear George Monbiot, the way that he, you know, reading the tea leaves, if you like, he sees things getting a lot worse for, for his side. And just very recently, three weeks ago, I think, uh, I was at Oxford for a rally against the um, the road closures for, for net zero uh, by Oxford City Council against the wishes of the, the local residents. And it was a massive turnout. People came around from all, all over the country, uh, 10 to 20,000 there. And George Monbiot he lives in Oxford, and he was seething with rage at what he saw that day. It was it was terrible for him. This was his home city, and it was all these conspiracy theorists had come from near or far. Uh, <laughs> so he's he's quite a worried man. Is is George Monbiot? I'm glad you brought some joy to him. It's always good to bring joy to the Guardianistas, help them out in their struggle against reality. Um, let's move on to uh, a piece you wrote. Um, let me just mention once again, uh, guncat5.com, go there. Um, as I said, part of the parallel economy, and they haven't paid me a cent for this. Uh, I just enjoy being with them. Uh, go and you can sign up to their newsletter. And also, if you want to get merch, I would encourage you to do that. Um, over here, this is an article that you've put together, Neil, and uh, on Country Square magazine. And if you can scroll down, Pro Jam, uh, it's a really interesting article. See you soon, the showroom's polite warning and it's about sustainability and i guess if the industry actually were green in any way uh they would promote uh cars that last longer than a three-year warranty but that, that's kind of the overview T tell us about this article neil yeah well I, I think there's two messages here one is that 
you know, we, we are opposing this new normal that the globalists want to impose on us. But I think the last three years of COVID has shown, you know, certainly someone like myself who wasn't really uh, very alert to what was going on uh, until COVID. It, it, it shows us that the, that the old normal uh, wasn't very good either. There were lots of things uh, going wrong. And some of that was things that are creeping towards where we've got now. Um, but th th this article is more about, you know, the, the, the corporate consumerism and, and how products are deliberately made not to last. And it's been going on for a long time, but it's got steadily worse as, you know, uh, computer tested components are made to last a very precise uh, lifetime. Uh, it, it, and, you know, this started sort of infamously with planned obsolescence in the American motor industry in the 1950s, where they changed the model every year. Hmm. And then, then they started putting on more and more ridiculous wings and tail fins on the car. And, and incidentally, um, the editor of Country Squire has chosen um, what often comes up on an internet search. If you search Country Squire, you, you, you don't get the magazine top on Google. You get... Um, uh, this American car called the Country Squire. And, mm -hmm. and that in the picture there is a, a Ford Country Squire from the late 1960s. Uh, he, 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 perhaps he could have chosen one from with, with the fins and wings from the from the late 50s. <laughs> but anyway, um, the, 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 the other point though, which is what you, you're, you're um, touching on, touched on already, is that we have all these um, uh, greenies lecturing us, hectoring us about the need for sustainability. Well, why aren't they doing something about this corporate scam? Because it is a scam, really. They could make products last for a lot longer than they do. And instead, things are lasting less and less time than ever, so we need to keep replacing them. We need to keep getting uh, new uh, uh, stuff, and it, mostly from China. You know, it's shipped all the way from China, made in sweatshops. I mean, this is not sustainability. So why aren't the um, so-called environmentalists making uh, more of this rather than trying to police every single aspect of um, yours and my uh, lives? Exactly, exactly. Um, let's move on to Twitter. Uh, Projam, can you bring up the haters and conspiracy theorists back on Twitter? Um, this is uh, a uh, something the BBC have been working on, and I'm not sure exactly why they have been working on it. It does seem as though they have a special uh, unit. But this talks about the haters and conspiracy theorists back on Twitter, and it is... It's written by the disinformation team. I thought yeah. all the BBC was the disinformation team, but obviously only part of it is a disinformation team. Uh, but they go and they talk, uh, all different people complain about Andrew Tate, uh, complain about those who uh, say that, like, stop the steal about saying the election was stolen in 2020. Uh, Mike Liddell, talk about Robert Malone. Uh, and yeah, what, what were your... Thought I, I, that, that that disinformation team that really struck me. Mm. It's interesting how the with the Gary Lineker story we mentioned earlier, 
that there are all these uh, people, according to social media today, who are cancelling their TV license because of um, Gary Lineker being um, kind of temporarily um, suspended from match of the day for um, his, his um, Nazi comments. Um, I, I, I think that's just a cover up for the fact that the BBC is losing yeah. more and more people all the time. Uh, and and I think, you know, some of those people leave are, are, are you know, cancelling their TV licence because of the latest nonsense from Gary Lineker. I was on a train home yesterday. I just heard three ladies who are in their, about their 50s, just ordinary sort of women. And they were saying, uh, saying what, you know, why does the BBC have people like him to, saying such nonsense? You know, um, you know, they, they're probably the people that will still carry on paying the license anyway. But hopefully uh, UK um, based viewers on Hearts of Oak, if you haven't cancelled your TV license already, you really need to do it. You don't need the BBC. The BBC hates you. This is the thing. It's got this disinformation team. Uh, all these people on good salaries paid for by your TV license. Yeah. You are paying to be spied on and attacked by these people. And and I, I saw that article a few days ago, uh, Peter, and it, 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 as you say, it's written by the disinformation team. If you go to the bottom of the article, you'll see there's about um, 10 or 12 names. And, and the article itself is really flimsy. I mean, yeah. you, you or I, Peter, could write such a piece in about 10 minutes flat. Yeah. It's really flimsy. It mentions Andrew Tate, and that's about all. Yeah. Uh, and yet all these people are being paid to produce um, this guff. So... Uh, please, anyone that's still paying, just cancel it. You don't need the BBC, and the B <laughs> the BBC doesn't need you either, because unfortunately, you know the money that they're losing from hundreds of thousands of people leaving the TV license um, fee, um, the government's quite willing to um, to to pay instead, just like they're paying for the newspapers, because authoritarian regimes love media don't they that's how they get their message across so the bbc isn't going to die um but but why should you pay why should you pay to have this um uh, uh you know uh, constant barrage of um you know anti-conservative anti-traditional um they they really don't like the ordinary british people much at yeah. all yeah not completely um, we will uh, move on this here, which was uh, from your from your gab, um, and it's Telegraph, which obviously is often difficult to get because it's uh, behind a paywall. This kind of connects with the Oxford thing. Someone uh, said on the chat, H.W. Logan said, uh, did the protest in Oxford help at all? Well, it's about applying pressure. All these things are applying pressure. Uh, it's never just a one-off. But this is ULES cameras. This is the ultra-low emission zone. Vandalized amid backlash against zone expansion. And there's a camera you can see cut, the cables cut, and you can see the, well, the front, not on that, the fronts are kind of blacked out. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, it's a, a fight back against this control, isn't it, Neil? 
Yeah, and obviously I'm not going to um, incite crime on the on on the show tonight. But I, I think my only comment on this, Peter, would be uh, to quote from Thomas Jefferson: "When tyranny becomes law, rebellion becomes duty." Mm. Ah, very interesting. Well, it's interesting how technology uh, is used and um, that control has been used in different ways throughout the centuries, but now it's more insidious and invasive. Um, let's move on to, let me bring this is, what is our word next? Our next is Civil War at the New York Times. As Dilly Skeptic, uh, once again, who... Uh, I, I think are on. I think we'd be worse off without them, but they could be a lot better. I agree completely with your uh, with your thoughts earlier. I was um, um, I was giving some slack to Toby Young, who uh, I think deserves criticism and praise in equal measure. But this is civil war at the New York Times, and this is intro. This is the um, I guess the clash they talk about uh, between the older. Uh, they talk to older liberal veterans or how it's termed here, and its younger woke staff over the co coverage of the trans issue. Um, I, I wonder whether it's that. I don't think every young person wants to chop off uh, bits of children and sexually abuse them in that way. Um, so I think that's probably um, over-egging it, uh, that split. But, Neely, it's... It's, I guess, good to see the uh, the liberal media, the established media, the mainstream media, actually uh, up in arms with themselves over these issues. Well, sometimes people can be quite flabbergasted by uh, this woke momentum that doesn't seem to stop. You know, you get these stories every now and again, oh, they've gone too far this time. But no, they keep going because there, there isn't any real strong and meaningful resistance to them either from the ordinary people or from the establishment and the, that that for the latter that's because uh, the, the the establishment uh, likes what these uh, young woke warriors are, are, are doing they they they're, they're pushing the narrative look at the way uh, not just in Britain, but in other Western countries as well, you get this these Antifa uh, uh, protesters coming up to uh, counter uh, freedom rallies, for example. Their opponents are always, you know, accused of um, racism and homophobia and, and all that sort of thing. And the establishment just loves this because here here is. Um, dissent against the establishment narrative uh, being uh, 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 countered by, it, it, and, and, and often such as when there's a drag queen uh, protest outside a library, for example, that there are more Antifa counter-protesters than a few brave people who dare to turn up for the, for, for the protest itself. Um, so... What I think you've got going on here, Peter, is a supposedly liberal left newspaper, the New York Times, um, getting in 
a generational struggle. The older writers, as you put it, who are more genuinely uh, liberal, okay, they might have got fallen for all the COVID authoritarianism, but they still believe some of their kind of uh, uh, liberal kind of outlook. Uh, whereas the, the, the younger uh, journalists and staff at the New York Times, um, they, they are like the Red Guards of Mao's China. You know, they're totally uncompromising and they, they are extremely shrill um, advocates of all these um, extreme causes like you know, transgenderism. And it, it, it's interesting to see what happens with someone like someone like J.K. Rowling, who it has been, you know, completely sort of persona non grata now. And this is what goes on in workplaces as well. This is not just the New York Times. This goes on in universities up and down the country, not just in America, in Britain as well. In Britain, um, universities, uh, older, genuinely academic, enlightenment-infused uh, lecturers and professors are skating on thin ice now because of this um, red guard-like um, woke revolution that's going on. And the administrators, the senior administrators of principals and so on, um, they don't stand up for their staff. You know, they, they say they want to support uh, these causes. And look, look what universities did with Black Lives Matter, for example. It just took over the whole university for, you know, a couple of weeks back in 2020. Yeah. And they're fully, completely, totally in support of uh, transgender ideology. So who's going to win that battle in the New York Times? I think it's fairly obvious. I think they'll just get, you know, they'll ease out some of their, as some of, some of their leading journalists have already left. Mm. Um, but they, they will be eased out, uh, leaving um, a, an ever more uh, woke staff behind. No, completely. Um, I I see. Um, sorry, I can see some of the comments as well from D Live. There's Kryptonite Dude uh, on D Live. Uh, you can obviously watch on any of the platforms. So if it's Rumble, if it's D Live, if it's Twitch, if it's on Twitter or on Getter, on Rumble, or directly on the website. Uh, great having you with us. Obviously, Neil McRae is not for YouTube, so we keep more. We do do the, I think on Monday we'll do YouTube to discuss on CPAC, so that should be safe. I don't think CPAC has been cancelled by YouTube as yet, but you never know. Go, we'll see. Uh, this is uh, about the uh, pro-life issue. Well, it's the free speech issue, um, really. And uh, if you can just scroll up. British pro-life advocate again arrested for thought crime of silent prayer near abortion clinic. This is the second time she'd been arrested. And actually the bill, this is under existing legislation, but the bill has passed through Parliament, uh, I think it was a couple of days ago, um, and it passed through Parliament, which will now make it legal to go within 150 metres of any abortion clinic if you do anything to oppose it, including silent prayer and some MPs tried to get that an amendment through that would remove prayer 
but no, it was kicked out. So the Conservative government, Labour, all of them, they want to make prayer illegal. But the second time this woman, even after being acquitted, um, what are your what are your thoughts on this, Neil? Well, you know, I could probably go on for half an hour on this, but I think I would prefer just to say the outstanding point about this incident, and it really is a profound point, is that thought crime literally is a thing now. Yeah. So this woman's private thoughts in the form of prayer, um, completely unseen to anyone, but known only to herself, is now criminalized. And what an amazing achievement that is of the authoritarian state that they uh, can, you can now be arrested for uh, praying. Um, I, I, I don't think the uh, large numbers of Muslim men praying in the, in the streets in some towns and cities uh, in the UK uh, I don't think they've got much much to worry about. Uh, but you, you see, uh, another just very quick point is that isn't it amazing how much protection abortion is being given? And it, it's almost become like uh, Holocaust denial. Yeah. You know, if you deny uh, uh, the right to abortion and, and not just, you know, most people, uh, m my guess is that most of the, the ordinary British public uh, would accept abortion within certain time period, you know, 20 weeks, 24 weeks, which is what we've got at, at, at the moment. Um, but they, they wouldn't accept it to write. Most people, I don't think, would want that right up to the point of birth or even beyond, as some extreme advocates of abortion are calling for. But again, it's something that people feel very um, scared to resist, such as the um, outrage, you know, that you, that, that you get for um, um, saying anything critical. And of course, if you're a man, you're not allowed to say, say talk about abortion at all, aren't you? You'd, you'd have to... Um, to a temporary um, um, uh, transition to females, so you could have a, say a few words about it. Um, yeah, it, it, it's just quite stunning how how successful that that the, that they've the, the establishment has been in in making abortion totally out of bounds for for criticism. Yeah, um, I I would actually go as far as I like the heartbeat legislation in the states. You feel someone's pulse, and that's you know they're alive. So uh, that's about six weeks. That's what I would roll it back to. So I would be a full-on extremist. But can I just again repeat? This is happening under a so-called conservative government. This is the Tories that want to make prayer illegal. Let me repeat that. This is the conservative government that if you go and vote for the conservative government, if you vote for Labour, if you vote for Greens, if you vote for Labour, they all want to make prayer illegal. So yes. choose how you vote. That's what I would say. Yes. I, I, I'm glad you said that, Peter. It's, sometimes we need to remind ourselves and others that these things are happening under a conservative government. And what, what the conservatives hope is that 
come the next election, people will think, well, it's bad enough under us, but think how bad it's going to be under Labour. That, that's how they hope people will think, you know, better the devil you know. Now, I've got if, uh, just a very quick self-promotion here. Uh, I've got an article coming out on, on Unity News Network okay. uh, tomorrow, which is a letter to MPs. So we've got an election that will be next year at latest. So probably it's going to be 2024. Yeah. And before an election is called, I think people should be writing to their MPs, mm. asking them where they stand on all these issues, which are the big issues of, of the time, none of which are in manifestos, apart, apart from the climate crap. Mm. Um, but all this, the, the COVID stuff, the digital surveillance, um, you know, the, 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 the cashless society, the transgender teaching to primary school children, uh, none of these things were voted for. And I think that we deserve to know where our MPs, whether it's Labour, SNP, Tory, whatever they are, we need to be asking them where they stand on the, the biggest issues of our time. Because the biggest issues of our time were not in large, mainly, mainly they were not in any party's manifesto. Yeah, no, completely. Um, so, so, so sorry, just to say that the, yep. the, the article, it includes a, a letter that people can send. And I think it'd be really good if people from, you know, everywhere in the country, if you're living in the UK, if, if you send this letter to your MP and the answers will be interesting. It doesn't matter if they just use all kind of obfuscation or avoid the, the questions. That itself is interesting. But it's also interesting if they if they send you um, a splurge of woke um, justifications for these policies. Yeah. Will that be available on your Gab, Neil? Uh, yes, I'll put it out on Gab, and it will also be on the Unity News um, okay. Network website, yeah. Okay, wonderful. We will certainly repost that and put it out. Um, hold our politicians to account as they think they can get away with, well, literally murder, so anything they like. Um, last two stories. Uh, we'll go to this lovely man uh, um, who, um, yeah, should be number one in a Nuremberg trial, but uh, I don't think that will ever happen. But Hancock wanted to frighten the pants off public with new COVID strain leaked messages suggest. I'm I'm really interested, Neil, in this whole uh, thing. Obviously, it was Isabel Oakshot, uh, the other uh, half, maybe the more evil half of Richard Tice, I would say. Um, and she got these privately and then released them. That shows how despicable she is. Obviously, you can't trust her with a thing. But uh, I'm just, uh, I'm wondering whether they want to make Hancock the, the fall guy so the rest of them can walk away. What are your thoughts on all this stuff? Uh, I agree with your, your, your comment. The, the fall guy in the UK is Matt Hancock. Yeah. And the fall guy in America is Anthony Fauci. Yeah with two slightly two different stories but they're both part of the same controlled release mm. valve but you know the sort of re re revisionism on the yeah. covid narrative because they have to move on i think the globalists need to move on from from uh covid now uh they, they can't keep this lingering forever they've got big plans and many many things are going on behind the scenes um but but it seems that they want to uh 
they, they want to move on from it now. And, and that's happening with two big stories that are going on. In, in the Britain, we've had this these WhatsApp messages, um, yeah. um, uh, which were, you know, privately shown to Isabel Oakshot, the journalist, but um, she said it was in the public interest for them to be uh, um, published. Um, and I... I I'm very suspicious, I'm afraid, of um, this this whole thing. Yeah. Uh, um, listen to Isabel Oakshot's view on Madazalam, because you know many people have been saying, "Okay, you're exposing this about Matt Hancock about you know wanting to scare the pants off people, but what about what about Madazalam?" And she says, "Oh, that's that that that's not a story. There's nothing in that." Um, and, and that you know that that makes me very suspicious. I, I, I'll be quite frank, and I, I could be t- totally wrong, and I, I doubt if she, if, if Isabel Oakshot is going to sue me for this. But I, I would say, um, I would say she's working for the other side. I really do believe that. And the other story which is going on is the lab leak. Yeah. Now, yeah. I, <laughs> there's free views about. COVID-19 as a virus, right? One is that uh, to believe the official narrative that it came from some bat soup in a wet market in Wuhan. You know, that was yep. the official story, wasn't it? Zoonotic transmission hmm. to some, you know, unhygienic um, 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 food market. Uh, the other story, the second one, is that this must have come from the a leak, accidental or deliberate, from the Wuhan Institute of Virology. What a coincidence that this lab is, you know, in the same city where this, you know, unprecedented, deadly uh, coronavirus arose from. Uh, and, and for a while, I believed that story. I believed that this must have come from, from the, the lab. Um, but then I came to the conclusion, and I know that you know most skeptics are not fully on board on the same boat as me on this. But I came to the conclusion that the whole COVID nineteen phenomenon is a hoax, and uh, that's why you can't be on YouTube, of course. <laughs> oh yes, um, I, I know I you too well, thing. Neil. <laughs> is a hoax, and and I think one of the best people to listen to on this is uh, Patrick Henningsen uh, of UK Column. And if you look at the show he did yesterday, which you know you can go back and re- replay it, and the one he did the Friday before, where he he lays out very clearly the argument that um, you know there never has been a, a, an isolated virus. This is. Uh, this is the whole thing is a scam with PCR um, uh, test fraud. Now, so Tony, Anthony Fauci is a fall guy in America because he was involved in the funding of this laboratory in Wuhan through the National Institutes of Health. Yeah, and you know now he's being accused of uh, funding this dangerous gain of function virus, and you know people want him to be prosecuted. Uh, like Fox News and uh, many Republican po- um, politicians and commenta- right-wing commentators in America calling for Fauci to be prosecuted. 
and for the, the Chinese government to pay reparations. Um, I don't agree with, with that. I believe that this that, that there this is, is a much more serious crime, which is that this whole thing was a hoax. And one day, one day in the future, people will eventually find that out. But at the moment, it's only a very small minority of uh, really deeply cynical people like myself that um, <laughs> have come to that conclusion. I'm I'm on the rabbit hole looking down. I'm trying to work out. Uh, and it was interesting having the conversations with with Dr. Malone about this specific thing. And um, yeah, so it's uh, I, I'm still above the rabbit hole uh, where I know you're further down. Let Let's finish off with what happens when you do speak the truth. And this is the absolutely legendary Mark Stein. I say legendary because I remember following him 10 years ago uh, whenever he was discussing Islam and the clash that we have in the West uh, between Islam um, and our freedoms. And now he's taken on the role of uh, legend and folklore uh, through a completely separate thread, and that is obviously on COVID. And here is Telegraph misrepresents us from ruling against Mark Stein. Well, of course they do. Sure they hate him. Um, and they would like us all to be locked away and jabbed. Uh, that's all the media, right and left. But he obviously has had to leave. So it's um, it, it's 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 good, I guess, this is coming out. Neyland uh, shows us uh, the difficulty, I guess, of being a journalist in a mainstream organization even like GB News, it seems to be their massive restrictions under the Ofcom control. The Daily Telegraph, uh, around about 10 to 15 years ago, did this big splash about uh, expenses, MPs claiming yep. expenses, and it was kind of epitomized by that um, rich old Tory grandee that bought a, a duck house yeah. uh, in, 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 on, on, on the lake in his private mansion. <laughs> Do you remember that? I remember. Uh, and so th this is a telegraph doing the same thing again, where um, it is apparently um, doing something anti-establishment. And, um, I, 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 and so stunning and brave is the Telegraph you know, <laughs> publishing those uh, WhatsApp messages from uh, Isabel Oakshot, yeah. um, showing the, the all of this uh, scandalous activity going on in government, and yet the real story, which is the terrible harm that's been caused to people by these experimental genetic engineering injections yep. that they were coerced into taking and causing all kinds of problems, including death. And the Telegraph has got nothing to say about that at all. And indeed, when this Ofcom ruling was made, you know, total hypocritical ruling by, by Ofcom, but there we go, the Telegraph went out of its way to misreported. This isn't just a mistake by the Telegraph. This is a message that it wanted people to know that anyone who cri criticizes the vaccines 
um, will be uh, in trouble. And the, the, the Telegraph, of course, like all the newspapers, they get vast amounts of money from the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Yeah. And, the, you know, journalist wages are paid by the government these days. Yeah. So uh, it, it, it's a very interesting illustration of just how bought the newspapers are. What should have been, you know, if things were working properly in the media, they should have been... Uh, journalists should have been uh, dancing up and down with uh, glee at having this big story of a journalist free speech being suppressed by an organ of the state. Yeah. But sadly, we don't live in those times. We live in the times where the Telegraph, the Guardian, the Times and the Mail are themselves organs of the state. They should all be on that Nuremberg trial. Neil, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, I really appreciate you uh, giving your thoughts. And there's Nanny Annie says, thanks, Neil. Great show. Agree with everything you've said. Um, so it's always good to have you on. Thank you. Thank you, Peter. And no, goodbye no. to all of yours. Thank you. Let, let me, let, let, actually, let, let me, sorry. There's one other. I just wanted to leave the viewers with a smile. Um, it's always good. Uh, here was Bob Moran's latest, which I did think was genius as always. <laughs> Thanks for making us a vaccine. We made you a play swing. Uh, beautiful. Uh, let me, yeah, that's, we made you a play swing. Great. Make sure and share Bob Moran. Make sure and share uh, everything he puts up. Uh, make him known far and wide, everywhere you can, uh, make sure and share that. Um, and I just also wanted to just remind the viewers about, Bab I've really got into Babylon B recently. I heard Seth Dillon speak at an event I was at a month ago, but I've kind of glanced at it. Uh, here are some of the uh, some of the pieces on the front news, if you go on their news thing. Man who's already purchased product just wants the ads to stop. Tucker Carlson obtains 40,000 unseen hours of Biden falling down Air Force One stairs. Uh, Mario arrested for hate crime after leaving skid marks on Rainbow Road. But it was one I just want to leave you with to go and have a look at. And it was page five. And it is this. Obviously, this is all satire, just in case you missed that. Um, this is shocking study shows more kids identifying as members of world's most celebrated popular group. And it just says, um, a shocking Gallup poll has revealed that a rapidly increasing number of kids in Gen Z are now identifying as members of the world's most celebrated popular group. We're absolutely stunned by this, says sociologist Dr. Veg Bergman. We can't begin to explain why young, impressionable kids who are desperate for popularity and affirmation are suddenly choosing to become members of the most popular and affirmed group in human history. Every single movie, TV show, corporation, TikTok influencer, YouTuber, public school teacher, pop star and Hollywood star in the country openly promotes and celebrate this group. Why on earth would teenagers want to be part of it? It must be biology. And it goes on absolutely phenomenal how they use satire so powerfully uh, to mock and ridicule and give you a smile. So make sure and do go to Babylon B. Uh, I really got into it just a couple of days ago when it was in the States and someone sent me one and I read it, the whole article for the first time. And I thought, 
this is this isn't just good. This is genius. So obviously, yeah. Um, yeah. And there's also the, the Pacific, which is a, a piss take of Atlantic Monthly. Oh, okay. Uh, and, and, and another uh, a Twitter account that some of you might have seen is um, Clown World Today. And 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 I've often yes. said to people, if you want to know what's going on in the world you know, over the last three years. Uh, look at just go on Clown World Today Twitter. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. I love it. I love it. I really do. Um, I just find. Let me just say, do go. Please do go when you finish. Go to uh, goncat5.com. Go sign up the newsletter. Um, I uh, they've got a phenomenal team there um, of true conservatives um who are making sure people are protected in the states and something that we can't do here but anyway that's a whole other issue on that i uh, will say bye we'll let you all go we've kept you here for an hour uh let you go and enjoy your favorite beverage uh or whatever you wish to do for the rest of today uh, have a great weekend good sunday um and we'll see you on monday with karen sigmund uh, unpacking CPAC. That'll be live at eight, so you can come on and give us your thoughts. We'll pull in comments during the show. Uh, I will even risk YouTube. There you go. Can't do better than that. All that, thank you so much, and we'll see you Monday. So thank you and goodbye. If you like what we do, sign up to our mailing list. Donate, share, and subscribe to our many platforms at heartsofoak.org. Thank you for listening.